everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Peace Spot. I'm your host, Pearl. And I'm Paris. And, and we're doing something a little different. Just a little. <laughs> yeah. Um, we thought it would be fun. Well, first of all, some of you might be watching this as a video, and other um, people might be listening to us record this as a podcast. Um, the typical way that we usually do. So you get to see okay. <laughs> right, because if you right, because if you're watching the video and you see my co-host making dumbass faces, <laughs> and if you're listening to this, you hear this awkward silence because I'm literally looking at her like, "Fuck, are you doing?" Um, <laughs> so we'll see. We're testing stuff out. We're trying to um, see how things work. And if you are watching this right now, you see um, I have a nice uh, mic, and my co-host does not. Um, we. I'm broke. Just tell him I'm broke. It's cool. You, be- you know, actually, so we have been trying really, really hard to like step up the podcast for you all. We've been trying to like look into different platforms, look into different um, technology for us to come to y'all and record. And we have been struggling. You hear me struggling. Um, and so Pearl and I, as we kind of discussed this, I think on our episode back in October, um, we purchased microphones because, you know, we're trying to be official. And when we when we bought these microphones, we had high hopes, didn't we? Very high hopes. We just knew it was gonna work. We just plug them in and go. That's what it said on the site too. Yeah, that's what I thought. It was plugging in and go, but we quickly learned that it is not just plugging in and go. That you actually have to one read the pamphlet and actually make it work because it's just been difficult for us ever since. And y'all, this pamphlet was not easy. Like, it wasn't just a simple, like, three-step thing. Like, Paris and I are both, I consider us to be very, you know, smart, educated women. And these mics still don't work. Yeah, we really tried. Like, we both tried to set them up. We were online. I know I went on YouTube a few times before just to see, like, what's making our microphones not work. So the microphone I have right here, Actually, it's not plugged in. <laughs> uh, it's here for aesthetic because this microphone wasn't going to steal my joy, okay? I wanted a microphone and I got one. It may not be recording, but I'm going to use it for these uh, videos. Hello? But we're going to get them to work because we are very strong. We are very independent women, and we're going to make this work because that's what we do, okay? Right. Which I think as a woman in general, especially like you and I, like I feel like we was raised by independent women, and so we kind of... Um, have had to learn how to do stuff on our own anyway. And I know this is may seem simple, like to some people are like, oh, it's just a microphone. But there are a lot of people who can't even do that. Like they would just freak out. Yes, there's so many things that you think are so easy, but I've been doing things for so long, it comes like second nature. Like I really watch like grown people not know how to make like dentist, doctor's appointments, order pizzas. So to just be able to do simple things, like you have to be very independent and it comes from like your environment. Truly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you feel like your um, mom is the reason that you're so independent? Or do you even consider yourself to be like super independent? So I do consider myself to be very independent. Everything that I've done in my life is self-taught. Like I didn't have anyone in my life who has done it before me. Like simple things like, um, like buying new cars or buying my house or opening a Roth IRA or uh, like doing 401ks. No one teaches you those things like I have a master's degree and I never took a class on how to open a Roth IRA but or something that really went into 401ks 
So like mm-hmm. all the things that I feel like I've had to learn, I had to learn on my own. And a lot of it does come from, you know, like growing up in a single parent household, like sometimes like children of single parent people end up sometimes functioning as like extra support, whether it's to help raise the other kids or yeah. if it's uh, kind of a partnership. So like I made my own doctors and dentist appointments at like four, five, 10, 15. Like this has not been new to me. Okay. Yeah, I definitely feel like my mom, um, as well as my dad, really all the adults in my life, I feel like really encouraged me and my sister to be independent. Um, I think like most children, if I needed help or assistance from my family, they gave it to us. But I definitely appreciate the fact that my parents were like, figure it out. Um, Which I don't feel like a lot of people do that to their kids now. I don't feel like a lot of people um, want their children to figure it out. They coddle kids now. And there's a lot of adults who you can tell were coddled because they can't do nothing. Um, you know, and like you said, like, it's really important, like, as women, like, you know, there's information out there. You can't always depend on a man to give you that information. It um, like, uh, everyone don't have a man to help give them that information either. So you really do have to figure it out. And I love seeing people, like, taking on non-binary gender roles. Like, I love finding out, like, some of my friends know how to change their oil. I don't. But like, yeah, yeah, I could, I don't, and I'm not gonna say I could never. I probably wouldn't want to, but that doesn't mean I can't. Right, but there's simple, simple things like I know how to change my own tire. Like I'll never need somebody to come out and change my tire. Yeah, girl. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you can change my tires because uh, I need about four of them, new ones. So I'm not pay for them, them, but I can pay you. <laughs> yeah, my I learned how to change my tires early uh, when I started driving like my mom made sure that I knew how to change a tire because she never wanted me to have to call a sketchy like you know tow truck driver especially like when we lived out in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. like, there's not like a lot of services like a triple a or like a big service you'd be calling local tow man joe out to change yeah. your tire so she made it very clear that I needed to learn how to do things on my own. No, that's important because, like, I know I've had quite a few car issues, it feels like, over the years. And I've had the luxury of being able to call my daddy, right? I am that girl that <laughs> – I am that girl. Oh, okay. Amy Oh, uh, for the listeners who agree with me, I am that girl that will pick up the phone and call my daddy. I'll be like, daddy, my tire flat, daddy, uh, my car ain't working, daddy, uh, I'm stranded. I will do that. And I have done it multiple times. And it's not that I couldn't figure it out, but I think because I don't know anything about cars. Nothing. But um, some of us yes. didn't get that luxury. So it was either take it to the, uh, the auto body shop and pay them $500. Oh, which I have a story, y'all. So I backed into my garage, okay? It was really upsetting, but I did. I wasn't paying attention. I really thought on the backup cam I had some space. I backed into the garage, right? So I took it to the auto body shop, and you know that they tried to give me a bill for $500? Like I got $500 laying around? I already spent my stimmy money, okay? So then I mm-hmm. – um, I had to figure out, like, am I going to pay this $500? Or am I going to be driving around in this new car busted up? Anyway, so what we did was I found the part that I had broke uh, online, $12.99. I watched two YouTube videos about similar accidents. Do you know I fixed my car for $13 with shipping? 
But see, a lot of people wouldn't have even done that. People would have just paid the $500 and complained about it. Oh, no. Me, these people. Or you would have called your daddy? Or I would have called my daddy. You're right. I would have called my daddy. Yeah. Because, I, I mean... But see, it's also like, what are you influenced by, right? Because, like, yeah, I could have paid the little $500. And when I say little, I mean, like, little, like, but not. Because that's a lot of money. And I don't... It is. So I was like, I, I don't want to pay this. Like, I was really considering, like, oh, it's just a few scratches and a, a big bump. Like, you can't really tell. Like, I was considering that. But I was like, no, there has to be. I always look for my options. Like, option one, pay the $500. That'd probably been easy. They offered to come pick my car up while I was at work, fix my car, mm -hmm. bring it back to me. Like, they're like, we'll give it a car wash. And I'm like, oh, okay. My car needs wash. But that's a $500 car wash. Exactly. When you only needed a $13 fix. And that's what made me mad. And then it just made me think that I need to open my own auto body shop because like, no, for real, listen to me, listen to me. Pay we can do this together. <laughs> so they are charging me $500 for something that cost me 13 and looks brand new. Looks brand new, but isn't going to operate like it's brand new. It does. Y'all, you can't tell. Like, I'm going to take a picture and I'm going to put it on our podcast page. I'll show you the before and the after, and then I'll, I'll label it, you know, done by Linda. <laughs> right. And then y'all can decide. <laughs> be like, take a poll. Be like, does this look good as new? Right. Because y'all going to hire me and I'm taking, um, I'm taking bookings for Auto Body by Pearl. Pearl's Auto Body? Oh my God. Oh my. Well, okay. I'm not, I'm not going to stump your dreams. I'm not going to stump your dreams. I'm to I'm, I don't know if I'm going to let you work on my car, but uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I don't have those, like, I feel like that level of like a independent do it yourself story. I mean, there are things that I've figured out and done it myself. Um, I'm a firm believer in Google. Okay, especially today, I feel like it. Oh, one of my biggest pet peeves sometimes is when people ask me things that could easily be figured out with the Google search. Yeah, but we're now I can ask Paris. No, no, but like some things are like very simple. Oh, I'm trying to think. Like I've had people ask me things where I'd be like, I don't know if I would have went out my way to like disturb somebody with this question. Or if I would have just got online and found the information out myself. And I think I'm like that because I do that. Like, I find information out for myself. Like, you know, I usually try to search for what it is I need before I ask somebody. So if I'm asking you something, it's either because of the moment or it was a last-ditch effort. Maybe if you're in the room, I don't know if I would call somebody out the blue to ask for something. But I see it a lot more on Facebook. Like, people will be like, does anybody know any, the worst. any dealerships <laughs> near me? And I'm like, like. Yeah, it'd be your child's third birthday party. You could be like, y'all y'all know any clown clown agencies for my baby birthday? Ma'am, Google. And they have a review. Hell, Groupon, Instagram, anything. And I understand people be looking for stuff. I mean, I've even had people be like, I need a black doctor, which I appreciate you looking for that information. But you can literally search these things online. Like, this is not information that is not easily accessible. Or maybe I'm just an asshole. But see, well, I think they justify it with, they were like, well, I was looking for a personal recommendation, someone you've dealt with personally. But I really be looking at those nice reviews, like even spe specifically for hotels. I will not book no room 
without having like read at least a hundred of the reviews because I, the mm-hmm. reviews I'm looking for are um, like rude staff and bed bugs. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like staff was rude and it had bed bugs. I'm not staying there. Yeah, you're like nah, I'm good. Right. Found um found a random used condom in my sheets. Not staying there. Like Girl. that's never happened to you? No. I don't know what type of little ghetto places you be staying. I don't I have a story, but maybe that's for a future podcast episode. Uh, I'm a bougie traveler. That's the one thing I will say. Like, I am somewhat of a bougie traveler, and I blame my mother for this, um, and also my aunties, because they travel nicely. Now, I'm bougie on a budget, okay? I don't always have a five-star budget, but I'm not staying at no rinky-dink, raggedy place, um, or at least I try not to. Have you ever considered the effects that this has on your friends that travel with you? I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. But you know what? I think when it comes to traveling, like, you should be comfortable. And, like, that's a whole nother episode because, like, traveling etiquette, um, the things that you look forward on vacation, like, that's a whole nother thing. But even, like, because we're talking about, like, doing stuff yourself, like, there are people who don't, like you said, can't book a hotel room. Those are, um, that's the On their own. They won't book a flight. That's the, um, we started a, a group chat for you know travel together but then nobody shows up or nobody comes with their money because they don't know how to they don't know how to do it they don't know where to start they don't know nothing so it leaves it all, all right. in the hands of one person now i have been very very fortunate to have multiple friends who know how to book trips but i've been in groups where they're like i want to travel but have no clue where to begin right I, which sucks i don't get it like for me, it's so easy. Like when you and I, we decided to go um, to New Orleans and the whole trip took us 30 minutes to plan. Yeah. And that was one, of my, that. And that was one of my favorite trips. I'm mad I keep trying to like talk in my mic like it's going to make a difference because <laughs> it's not even on. But proceed. <laughs> She's so wild. Uh, so my co-host. I'm like. <laughs> it's just be it's just be so interesting to watch like how many because i talk to so many people and they're like yeah me and my friends trying to go we trying to go to mexico we trying to do this we trying to do that and i'm like oh great like you know what flights y'all taking like where are y'all staying are y'all doing all inclusive like do you have reservations already what concierge did you book with like are you doing a car service or are y'all just trying to uber in mexico and they all look at me with that <laughs> like what what are you talking about and I'm like, what'd y'all do? And they're like, oh, we found a resort we trying to stay at. And I was like. Yeah, yeah. Because my favorite question <laughs> is like fellow travelers. I love talking about like, oh, what sites are you using? Because you don't go to one site. And if you're only going to one site, yeah. you're doing it wrong. Yeah, you don't just go to one site. So it's like, y'all you not definitely- doing research. But then this is when they be coming on Facebook talking about y'all got any recommendations on traveling to Mexico. <laughs> right. Which, I don't know. I don't know why we're like this. Like, doing things yourself. I think there's such a benefit to learning how to do things yourself because you got to be self-sufficient. You got to figure it out. Like, you don't always have the opportunity to ask people. There's nothing wrong with getting a recommendation and learning how to do things. I don't know. Maybe, do, do you think that could be considered a flaw, always feeling like you need to do something yourself? No, but I was also going to ask, like, do you feel like this causes problems in relationships, specifically when you are with men who think they are supposed to be, you know, 
Like, do you think like doing everything? Yeah. Like, do you think that like men have issues being in relationships with strong, independent women? Some, um, I think because traditionally, and I say that loosely traditionally, um, I think the man was supposed to be head of household and he usually took care of things around the house. So if my sink broke, my husband fixed it. If my toilet exploded, my husband fixed it. Now, yeah, we can call a plumber or we can call the guy from Home Depot to come out and like fix some things because everybody's not a handy dandy man. But I just feel like today women have stepped into like these different roles and being able to fix things. Like, I don't think if there's a hole in this wall, that I can't patch it because I'm a woman. Like, I don't think that's necessarily a man's job. You know, there are things, and just like, I don't think there are things that are just for women to figure out either. You know, um, figure it out. You know, like traditional things like, I'm gonna say grocery shopping, right? Um, grocery shopping is not just a woman thing. If you are hungry and there needs groceries, if your house is empty, you go get them, you know? You got to be self-sufficient, like I'm saying. I think about cooking. I think that's usually a big one. Like traditionally, women cook for the family, right? I mm -hmm. love seeing all this new generation of men in the kitchen. And like... I, I like women in the kitchen, too, because I'm not a top chef. I'm not <laughs> going to lie. I'm not a top chef. I'm not that girl. You know, there's men out there to be like, I like my woman to cook me pork chops and all type of stuff like that. Sir. Sir. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I can't cook very well, but I got an air fryer now. So I'm getting me a little, I'm, I'm, I mean, I can cook the feet. We ain't going to starve. You ain't going to die. And it's not disgusting, but I ain't your grandmama. I'm not that girl that's in the kitchen whipping up a meal. That's super good. Like I'm not hurt. Um, and not that I can't be, it's just, I don't know. To me, cooking has never been on the top of my list of priorities. Right. I just feel like there's a lot going on. I love that, you know, people are getting more comfortable doing things. Like I'm seeing a lot more stay at home dads, especially in the pandemic. Like women, like we're going back to work and getting like temporary jobs, and while the men stayed at home with kids. And I love seeing roles mm reversing. -hmm. I love seeing men who are talking about organizing and cleaning and like putting offices together and like dealing with more design yeah. things. And women are are dealing with like different things. I love seeing women budget and do all this stuff for the household. So, but I feel like all that comes from mm -hmm. you having to figure it out. Like times are changing. We're not in nice Yeah, they are. I'm not barefoot pregnant in the kitchen with my cast iron skillet. Like, I'm at work too. And if we're both going to be working, we're both going to be putting on for this house. Yeah. I mean, you got to figure it out. Just like a lot of things. And you got to you gotta learn how to do stuff. Like, I think about, like, when I was younger, um, at my house, like, me and my sister wanted our bedrooms painted. My mama could have hired a professional painter to come out and paint our bedrooms. But why? Like a lot of single mothers, um, even with the assistance of my dad, don't have the money or time, you know, to pay someone to do those things. And so we painted our rooms ourselves. We figured it out. I had to learn. And so like I'm in the process of looking for my own home. I may not always have the money to pay a professional painter, but guess who's going to be at Home Depot or Lowe's buying paint? You know, like in painting my home myself, you know, because I don't have, you know, sometimes it costs like upwards to like two grand to have people's houses painted. It's expensive. Okay, because I wasn't paying that. As you will all see, uh, the beautiful wall behind my beautiful co-host over there was designed and done by me all by myself. There was no help, not one person. I know it's so beautiful. 
Uh, I did that whole wall myself. Actually, every uh, room in my house, I painted myself. We never hired a professional. This was literally me at uh, Menards, I think, here. And we picked out paint colors. I tried to make things match. Like the little sayings and stuff that are on the wall are like peel and stick stickers. I bought some cheap wall mm -hmm. frames and like I went to Walgreens and had like portraits printed to make like a design wall because I couldn't afford Hobby Lobby. Yeah. Do y'all see that behind Lindsay? I painted that as well. I helped her with that. You painted this? <laughs> you, you painted this? <laughs> <laughs> All right, next topic. So, because <laughs> that's not paint, sis. <laughs> right. You don't get to just talk about your work. And I'm like, oh, miss, I wallpapered my own home. Right. <laughs> I'm so independent. <laughs> but you know what? Let me, let me get some props to my co host over here because thing <laughs> that you may have noticed, uh, me and my beautiful co host have recently both gotten our hair done. Now, here's the big difference. Oh. Um, I can't do hair. I, I cannot. Like, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. I can't do it. So I'll go sit in somebody's chair for two hours and I be just throwing them money, giving tips because I cannot do it. My co-host over here said, my mama not paying to get my hair done. And she did that herself. Yeah. And I know right now it's just in like a little raggedy bun and it's kind of lopsided at the moment. However, um, I rest happily at night knowing that I did this and I didn't pay nobody to do it, which don't get me wrong. Sometimes I think it is good. Like if you want to get your hair done, cause there's many times that like I've paid to get my hair done cause I'm not a beautician. I can only do what my bathroom allows, <laughs> you know, my bathroom, uh, hairstyle salon allows me to do. But, um, like I have spring twists in my hair now and I did this myself and I saved what probably would have cost me like a hundred and something dollars you know, to do. And I'm happy with it. Now, yes, there's been times I've tried to do my hair and it looks like I tried to do my hair. And there have been times <laughs> and there have been times where I've done my hair and people be like, who did your hair? And I'm like, I did it. And they're like, what? You do hair? And I'm like, no, nah, I do my hair. Because again, like, <laughs> and you know, I don't want to. I literally know. have a best friend who be knowing how to do hair, right? And I'm like, hey girl, like, I need some crochets. And she's like, Oh, I think I saw someone on Instagram who know how to do those. And I'm like, oh. Because, because it, it's weird. I've always had a love-hate relationship with doing my hair. Like, I, I but see, the reason I do hair is because I had to learn how to do my hair. Like, I couldn't afford to get my hair done. I couldn't afford a $300 sew-in. I couldn't afford to get a $600 lace frontal installed or a lace wig. Uh, I wanted box braids since I didn't have 85 to $150 and shit. Sometimes now it's like 250 to $300 to get my hair braided. I didn't have that. So I had to get on YouTube. I attended YouTube University, which I attend for a lot of things. YouTube University. YouTube um, my car, y'all. I'm just saying YouTube University, get you a degree. No, for real. And I have learned so much on YouTube. And again, it helps me be independent. It helps me figure out how to do things that, um, which my hair, YouTube taught me how to do my, my eyebrows. Now today's eyebrows may not be top notch. However, <laughs> um, no. I learned how to do my makeup. Right, like lean into the, you know what? No, I'm not. So the rest of the episode, I'm going to be like, okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, YouTube taught me how to do my makeup. It's taught me how to do eyeshadow. It's it's taught me how to do a lot. So I don't I, know. The I think I think it's good to just figure out how to do. 
Yeah, the air of social media really helps. Like I know a lot of people recently are talking about, um, you know, they've gotten into the stock market. I don't know nothing about the stock market. Mm-hmm. However, I was scrolling through TikTok. They told me to buy a couple different stocks. And I'm Come on, because my portfolio is up like 400%. Yeah, this this whole week. And if you all haven't like heard, do some research about that. I know there was a lot of um random information about like the stock market. I'm not a stock market pro. There's a lot that I don't know or understand, but I'm learning. Um, but again, there's information out there. Like you don't have to wait and pay hundreds of dollars to join these programs and these classes. I mean, you should, if you want to take it seriously, by all means, but there's information out there. For everything. I just love, love the, I love the age of shared knowledge, shared wealth, the wanting your neighbor to succeed. And, but a lot of that you have to go and fund. Nobody is going to walk up to you and say, Hey, I would like to help you make a million dollars. Here's how. Like you have to do your own research. You have to be independent to some degree, which is why I don't understand how y'all walk around here with thousand dollar devices in the palm of your hand with access to unlimited knowledge and be this stupid. (laughs) You you out of point. You can't just call people stupid. (laughs) Well, if it don't apply to them, then they're good. But ones who some type of way, I'm talking to you. Somebody's gonna be triggered listening to this. Somebody's like, did this girl just call me stupid? I'm be like, I wasn't talking about independent people. We must like, how you feeling? What's up? Yeah, and I love independent. I I love seeing men be independent as well. Um, but I love seeing independent women, and there's a different levels to be an independent woman. Um, we know we've heard songs about them. Women, there are women out here running businesses. There are women raising families. There are women who are in high places of power. I mean, hell, our first vice president, who was a black woman, woman of color, she independent. Uh, Madam Vice President, she's in these meetings, you know, with a bunch of men, and I'm sure she's holding her ground, you know. Um, like you said, there are women who open um, car shops and change tires, and you know, there are women that get it done, and so I think that's really cool. This, you know, this episode kind of makes me want to be like, all right, Paris, how much more independent can you get? Well, when I start Pearl's Auto Body, uh, you could be my first client, and we can go from there. Okay, let me let me save money for a new car because <laughs> because <laughs> I don't know. And uh, if any of our listeners want to, uh, you know, help me fund my future dreams of Pearl's Auto Body Shop, you can always uh, email us at podcast at gmail dot com. And definitely, uh, now that we have video content, check out the Instagram page. And we'll have some different links up for Anchor, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcast. Yes. So thank you all for continuing to support us and listen to us and bear with us as we get this technology together. We're going to get it together because we independent. We just, we just discussed this. So we're going to get it together. And we thank y'all so much for y'all support. Thank you. Bye. Bye.